Hi guys and welcome to the third episode of Not That You Asked But. Uh, I'm your host Tato and first of all I'd like to really thank you guys for the support I've been getting over the last two episodes I've dropped. Um, Especially (laughs) the online dating episode was so well received and and just to recap for those who just jumped straight to this episode we were talking all things online dating i had to i just had to because i i received two stories actually um about online dating experiences and i just like promised myself and i asked them consensually um i promised myself that i would upload or rather speak about these stories because wow guys wow um i'm actually thinking of doing a part two it was suggested that i do like an online dating part two obviously not anytime soon like obviously we're gonna let episode two marinate a bit but maybe next season i don't know you guys let me know what you guys think if maybe we should do like bad experiences if we kind of highlight the experiences black versus white you know because i really do believe black women um have it harder (laughs) on online dating um i'll never forget oh i actually have to squeeze this in a dear friend of mine went on a date and she had her natural hair out and then she like tied it in a poof and home she meets homeboy and homeboy's like oh your your hair's done like you you left the house like that and this is a black man guys a black man it was just kind of like no man no 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 those things really highlight that there must be some sort of distinct difference between the white online dating experience and the black online dating experience Hmm, i think that'll be a very interesting topic you guys let me know what you think going forward though let me read these experiences starting with a very old colleague of mine and she used to do online dating all the time and we would help her out but this one was a very very interesting experience simply because (laughs) she flew to another country for this man for this man and you know what kills me she's not the only one there's going to be someone listening to this and being like oh my gosh like why would you fly overseas for a stranger like are you mad no like this is actually a thing because people are that hopeful i know someone else who flew across continents to go be with someone they thought was the love of their life yes some disappointment but it is what it is so by the way i'm not naming her so this is an anonymous um reading but do take from this reading what you will or what you must yes pt dubs i'm reading as her I met this guy on Bumble. He was visiting South Africa for a few weeks and lived in a European country. I was like, hmm, nothing to lose, just enjoy it. So we had four really great dates in South Africa and talked constantly between them. We had a great connection. He was an absolute gentleman and I thought this was something that I saw potential in. He had invited me to visit him. So a few weeks after he went back home, I was going to Europe and thought I would take him up on his offer and see where it could potentially go. In brackets, the wedding was already planned in my head. Jokes. So I booked the ticket to his country. We were both very excited. I landed and the first couple hours were ca- were great catching up, etc. And then it was just extremely awkward the whole time. Three days, two nights. He was very sweet and nothing bad happened at all, but just the impression I had about who I thought he was and the connection I thought we had was totally different. Hmm. So anyway, then I left the weekend and got over my temporary disappointment. We literally didn't talk again after I got to the airport. I said my thank you for having me, etc. there and then nothing again. So I was happily going about my day to day. I'm sure he was doing the same. And then literally about six months later, here I am happily walking in a shopping center when lo and behold, who is walking straight towards me? I didn't have my phone to pretend I was busy. I put my head up high and we walked straight past each other. Can I just add a disclaimer? I was there this day when it happened. It was quite funny to see. But anyways, um, 
he was visiting South Africa and God had my back because it was one of the few days that I decided to dress up a bit and wear makeup. So the long and short of this all is I never live life with any regrets. And if I can give some takeaways I have had from this whole thing, they would have to be one, enjoy yourself because you only live once. Two, life is too short to not take risks. Three, always follow your heart unless there's something very loud in your head telling you not to. Four, if things don't go how you had planned them, at least it'll make a funny story years down the line. Five, you never know what someone else is dealing with, etc. And that may change how they interact or connect with you. So always be kind. Six, I think, always listen to your real best friends. They've got your best interests at heart. And then seven, when you think you know someone after four dates, maybe go on a few more dates before you fly to another country to visit. Happy online dating. (laughs) I can't even judge because it's something she wanted at the time, you know. Um, But based on the story alone, I'd recommend you just not. Listen, this pandemic has truly taught me you can't just be spending your money willy-nilly over in Zodza. That No, that's never the answer, mate. Never. Um, but I had a friend who had a fairly good experience and I actually wanted her to share it also because I guess there is some good that can come out of online, online dating. It's not a terrible experience. And for those who are curious, hmm, maybe, just maybe... So I've been on Tinder for almost two years and the whole thing is quite exhausting until you finally meet cool people because I mean you'll swipe until kingdom come and then you meet someone or you meet people. Um, And when I say I've had good experiences, I said I've met people, quite a few people who are okay, you know, decent because there are a lot of freaks on Tinder or weird people, people that are just like, "Mm, no. Right, even the ones you match with because you thought they were dope, and then like you start talking, and it's just like, mm, nah. So, okay, I'll only focus on like one particular one that turned into a boyfriend. So, the funny thing about this one is that I wasn't actually looking for a boyfriend, I was just looking for someone to pass time with before I le- left the country. Um, and then I met someone who encompassed most of the things that. I admired in a man or that I had dreamed of in a man, right? Well, maybe let me not say most, but a lot of, you know, key things. Um, Like he was kind-hearted, he was patient, and he was an excellent communicator who could laugh out loud, right? Which is something that I had never really experienced. So it was like, oh my gosh, you know? Um... So we ended up in a relationship and unfortunately that didn't work out because we were incompatible. And what's funny is that my most recent relationship in Korea was also born on Tinder and was also short-lived for similar reasons. So yeah, I've had boyfriends from Tinder. Well, I've had two boyfriends from Tinder, which were my two most recent relationships. But like... Before that, I had good encounters with people that I had met on Tinder. Um, So like I said, I've met a couple of them face-to-face, and most of them were good, but I just knew it wouldn't work. You know when you meet someone, you're just like, you're you're okay as a person, and I hope like you meet other people who get you or who you'll really gel with. Like I could tell from the get-go that Mototlontena or Getlomotena, one of the two ways, mostly the first one. And then... um, yeah, um, there was the one that went further than a first date beyond the ones that turned into relationships. Um, and that wasn't so, like, he was just not a great communicator. So I might, like, if it little moying because I was just like, I'm not going to entertain you texting me once a week, bro. Like, what are you doing? So those are my limited good encounters on Tinder. Like, it feels like, yeah, actually, let me end it there. So, yeah. So today I'm so glad because I feel like I've been so disconnected from the whole Miss S.A. shenanigans for years. Which is so funny because all my life I used to follow Miss S.A. 
I used to watch their reality show, The Road to Miss Essay, which I think came a bit later. I think they they released that when I was in high school, which was Gabo 2010. And then they stopped it. I think they stopped at mid-high school and they kind of moved everything online or just kind of kept the process very, I don't know, more, less transparent, I guess. They, you know, they did their own things behind the walls and then Jiggy Jiggy, we knew they had a date and we were going to watch them on Mzanzi Magic or wherever the hell they were showing it. But um, I was curious because this year was a very interesting Miss S.A. Yeah, all the entries were posted online and really wholesome content it was. It was so like amazing to see so many women, particularly black women, step out of their comfort zone and like put themselves out there on social media. And I really had a wide selection of favorites. And I just kept thinking this process must be so difficult because they did release a thing a statement saying they received over 2,100 and something entries, which is a boost load. Um, it's kind of like, where do you even begin? You know, and especially because there's so many stellar contenders, people who I believe really packaged the whole deal. And it's like, how do you then narrow that down? And I thought, what better way to find out what happens behind the scenes then to get a top 16 Miss S.A. finalist as a guest on today's podcast. And I did. Um, so yeah, I'm about to introduce her. But please, once again, guys, please just bear with me. Um, we are in the middle of a pandemic. You can't record podcasts like you usually do. We had to do with what we had. And network was fighting with us. Everything was just going weird and wrong. But I do believe what is said in today's episode is going to be deemed quite valuable. Especially if you're someone who's looking to get into Miss Essay within the next couple years. You're just curious about what goes on behind the scenes. This episode is going to cover all of that for you. So without further ado. So guys, I think recording and getting a guest on this podcast during lockdown is the absolute ghetto because I've spent round about the last 15 to 20 minutes trying to get this network up and running considering we have a very special guest who's joining us <laughs> from the comfort of her home during this lockdown oh thank god everything is working out um uh, introducing model law graduate and a top 16 Miss Essay finalist, Yula <laughs> Baduza. How are you doing, sweetheart? Hey, I'm good, thanks. And how are you? Oh, I'm good now. You know, I was stressed because when I was um, organizing with you to, to come onto this podcast and trying to make it work with the Wi-Fi, you, ideally it would make sense to have a guest come into studio or wherever you are and record mm. with you. But this Wi-Fi situation really, like, with us but you know the devil is a liar because we good I mean technology will always come through <laughs> girl girl um but how are you like especially like amidst everything that's happening surrounding hashtag black lives matter um are you good um you know I think right now I'm trying my best and that's good enough we're incredibly confined right now so yeah um, Waking up, I'm taking every day as it comes. Love and it. that needs to be good enough because the best that I can do. Mm, no, d- definitely. And I think, um, especially because of how overwhelming it is, this is just um, a point, a very pivotal point in our lives where there's, there's kind of like a revolution happening. Everyone, black voices are coming out yeah. and they're speaking louder than ever. So um, yeah. allow yourself to take each day as it comes because funnily enough, as much as I, as much as I was vocal about it in the beginning, um, as each day was progressing, I found myself incredibly like triggered Mm, and mm. you know I started to like okay like kuza myself basically I was just like dude relax you don't have to speak on this you've been doing it for years allow yourself to enjoy the fact that people are coming out petition where you can um donate where you can and I think you're right in saying like taking it day by day you know yeah we're also 
learning a lot of things throughout this process. I think yes. um, being someone who was born when South Africa was in inverted commas free, we thought yes. um, that freedom came with the fact that um, apartheid was over. But we always mm-hmm. learn. And during this Black Lives Matter movement, we mm-hmm. um, got to hear from other people what's been happening around the world. And we also got to introspect on what's happening in SA. And that's Girl. triggering. It's overwhelming. <laughs> so mm. sometimes you need to just take a step back and think about where you stand and what you're going to do about the information that you just learned. And that's Definitely. literally been what I've been doing. Yeah. Yeah, no, uh, I'm not going to lie. I was a bit nervous um, before getting you on board because, you know, simply, <laughs> I think it's simply because, you know, you performed on like, um, Miss Essay is a very like prestigious, very like high <laughs> end, <laughs> you know, but it's so weird because um, when I spoke to you prior to this podcast, um, you were so chilled and I was like what the hell Tato like really girl really like you weren't as like you know pristine very uh, uh. you know bougie <laughs> you know which isn't a bad thing but I'm saying like um, it's cool that like you you have this very what's the word outgoing very chilled mm. laid back open-mindedness about yourself so I'm glad mm. that whoever's listening is going to get to know that a bit more as we progress in this video I mean your podcast <laughs> Um, yeah, but- what was I was gonna say? Um, I think that's what people should want, though, from those that they get to look up to or see on those kind of platforms. Uh, we don't want people that are far fetched. You want to see yourself in a little mm. bit of every woman on that platform, isn't it? So, um, yes. it's nice. It's very nice. I, I remember when I did compete, it was nice to meet girls like me because I've never been that person, you know. Sometimes yeah. you look at people and you're like, I'm even scared to say hi. But I want people to come <laughs> right up to me and hug me. Well, back then when we could give people hugs. <laughs> Not right now. Don't do that. Yeah, um, okay. But, yeah. Let's just get into it. Um, I've just prepared a mini five-second challenge. If you don't know what it is, it's... Oh, if the listeners don't know what it is, it's basically where I'll just tell you um, like a topic, maybe or ask that you list three things regarding something. And then you have five seconds to list those three things. Oh right? <laughs> I'm so, so bad. <laughs> this is just a bit of an ask breaker. You know what I mean? <laughs> okay. Um, are you ready? Yes. Okay, Beulah, can you please give us three things you plan on doing after lockdown? Traveling, uh, dinner dates, and buying shoes. <laughs> ah, the time it just went off. Sorry, sweetie. Ah! Wait, what did you say? What was the last one? I didn't get the last one. I said buying shoes, but we can buy oh. shoes. <laughs> Well, that's an interesting one. I, I like the traveling one because um, if I'm not, I'm not going to lie. I miss being able to book an Airbnb and yes, going somewhere yes. by the beach because I'm based oh. in the city. You know, where do you want to travel to after this? Oh, my word. Um, I know that I have a girls trip with some of my Miss Essay friends. And so, well, yeah, sometime this year when we'll see how things go. I'm going to go mm-hmm. to Mozambique um, mm-hmm. as well. And then uh, hopefully after that, it'll be like a seriously international trip. Um, uh, without wasting any time, um, I've called you to basically join us because, you know, lately I've just picked up this a lot of like Miss Essay propaganda on social media. Mm-hmm. And um, my experience in like growing up and watching Miss Essay, the process was very transparent. Like, um, I know they had like that reality show, um, kind of baby that uh wrote to Miss Essay. Mm. And basically it was kind of like the BTS behind the scenes of what Miss Essay contenders were doing in preparation uh to to the stage, basically. Yeah. And um, and they discontinued it for some reason, and I highly recommend they bring it back because I loved it. Mm-hmm. Um, but obviously, this is particularly for those who are curious about Miss Essay, curious about what they're doing now. Those who want to enter, like we, I just want us to get into 
are they still doing the same things how's the structuring um but we're going to go into that but i'm just giving the basis as to why i decided to bring you onto this podcast today mm-hmm. um you competed last year in this essay right mm-hmm. yes, how did I the did. entry how did the entry process go for you it was actually really easy um they gave us an application I think they're doing the same thing this year where you had to fill in your particulars, so your name, your mm-hmm. surname, ID numbers, all the basics and um, all the things that you had achieved um, up until that point and why you wanted to be Miss Essay and Pictures. So that mm-hmm. was all they needed from the application process. And I don't know, should I say what happens after um before you get into that i just wanted to ask like um was it also online i'm not gonna lie i haven't really followed the application process like for some years now and i do mm-hmm. believe it used to be that thing of, okay you just apply online and then they call you in i mean yeah you apply on their website and then now you can see well this year i've noticed um people are now uploading videos kind of like mm. giving what is it a one minute to two minute video explaining why they're best fit for competing in miss essay um mm. and did you guys have to do that did you guys have to do a video picture some online because i can see right now they're trying to involve south african citizens yeah um, I guess because it makes sense considering Miss Essay is going to be the face or the ambassador of South Africans. Mm. So the involvement does make sense. But um, did they do that for you guys last year? Did they involve, you know, everyone else? Uh, It was an online application as well. But Mm -hmm. we did not have the video thing. I think South Africans only got to be involved when uh, we were already finalists because they could vote. Um, Yeah. So, but I think, um, as I say, the organization are doing the best they can with what they have because everybody was under lockdown. So you have to see who wants to... um, who wants to enter and you have to see who the contenders are. And I think it's also a good way to spread the word that applications are open for those who might not be too familiar with the organization or other communication. You see other girls that you know. Yeah. So the video thing is quite cool. I love it. I I actually, I think it's the best thing. I'm just worried about the timing, but we'll get into that. Um, Mm -hmm. Please walk us through like the process like the Miss SA organization goes through in cutting selections and then finally deciding on the top 16 who make it to the stage. So um, I saw recently they, so they've closed entries and then Mm -hmm. they released that over 2000 entries have been made. And I'm just like, Mm. where do you even like, you know what I'm saying? Like, how do you even like narrow it down to 16? So um, from the many entries they get, how do they then break it down? Uh, you know, honestly, I I don't know the selection process um, in detail before you get to the top 35. I mm-hmm. can tell you what I saw when I got to the top 35 is um, a lot of those women were incredible. Women with businesses, women that are studying, women who have studied, um, mm-hmm. who hold like respectable and amazing positions in society. Mm-hmm. And a lot of them were also had had like some modeling experience and um, some pageant experience. And a lot of them were also just people that take care of themselves, right? Mm. So you found like women that were just the full package. No one is perfect, but you can see those who are like really just mm. shining stars. <laughs> did you have any like, um, did you have any like modeling slash pageantry experience of sorts prior to Miss SA? I did not have pageantry experience um, mm-hmm. at all. I watched oh, really? Miss Congeniality a couple of times. I promise. That was the only pageant experience I had. Um, Love that. But... No, it's fair. It's fair. It's fair. I had um, a year's modeling experience in my belt. And that's not a lot. If you've ever been in the industry, you're mm. just starting out when it's just been one year. Um, 
but it just goes I, to show like how well you actually did for you to end up um making it to the top 16 yeah you know? <laughs> wow i have to you know shout out sweetie shout out <laughs> thank um, you <laughs> how long was the process from grooming you guys to actually getting you onto the stage because i do recall in rotimus essay they did show us that um they were hosting workshops and seminars to kind of like prep you guys for um, the role of Miss Essay. So the way you guys walk, the way you guys talk, the way you guys do your makeup, hair, um, the way you style yourselves. Uh, I remember there, yeah, the, I remember, I remember they used to have like a, a ramp instructor. I don't even know what you call it, but um, <laughs> you know, someone that teaches you, okay, you have to walk like this then you stop here and then you pose mm. and then you jump <laughs> down low. You know what I'm saying? Like, yes. so did you guys have that? Um, can you tell us a bit about that? We were together for close to two months. Um, yes. And it was two months of extremely detailed schedules of what we had to do. Because you must remember that a lot of the girls that did make it into top 16 did not have pageant experience. So it's like you're taking normal people and you're turning them into diamonds and that takes time and a lot of work. Mm. So we did have seminars and we did have someone who taught us how to walk. So she's honestly the best. Um, we, We had, we had very long days, man. I remember the one time, I'm pretty sure we shot for 21 hours straight. You are lying. You are <laughs> yeah. actually lying. I what do you swear. Mean? Yep. Wait, what time uh, did you guys wake up? And then what time did you guys go to bed? We we were up at 2 a.m. because we had oh, to be mean? on site at like around three because remember 16 girls 16 different faces have to be made 16 different outfits if we're shooting Has for to be more than one thing then that's oh, more wow. outfits and more kinds of makeup so we were there from like three o'clock easily into <laughs> the whole day the whole night literally <laughs> we went back to bed we never slept Ew. for more than there were days and I can probably count them on one hand where we could literally like relax because it's not a long time. Um, the two months sounds like a long time, but there's a lot to do. Yeah. So um, we obviously have to keep fit and we have to meet sponsors and um, meet, do charity work and do all of that stuff. Mm. And it's incredibly fun, but our coordinators have to fit that into no time at all so um it's a lot of work wow yeah miss essay is not just a smiling just Mm. a smiling you know she has it's it's an actual job and um it's a job for people that are ready to do that kind of work i'm i'm convinced because then um my friends then became miss essay they never slept mm. and you need to be ready for that kind of thing you really work for the south african and i think and i think that's why i'm so, so glad i have you on board today because um i think a lot of people do have the misconception okay based on like the final product we've seen a lot of the previous miss essays lead such great businesses um they maintain such like powerful yeah. positions and corporations and that's like the final product so it's like okay shop miss essay is going to open doors for me but no one really knows about like what you guys go through like in preparation and then on top of that as a miss essay you know i'm hearing for the first time 21 hours that's not child's play you know what i'm saying i wanted to ask were you guys staying like in a house um within these two months like what was the arrangement how did they get all of you guys to one location was it you guys maybe staying at your places like what was happening we cannot stay at different places because remember they take representatives from all over South Africa. So we had to stay together and we have, we have an amazing sponsor. I think it's Sun International. So we stayed at um, two different Maslow hotels. (laughs) The Maslow Institute. (laughs) 
the world. Oh, fun times. <laughs> oh, Aruna. Oh, what a nice life. Um, well, that part of it. Yeah, we stayed at the Maslow. Oh, my It was, yeah. Did you guys, did you guys quite go nice. get the massages? There's that spa there that I really like, the Maslow and Santa. Did you guys go? Did you? Were you guys treated? No, we, we, you get all the perks. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> You get all the perks. Okay, so but they're well deserved. No, 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 it's fair. We had long days. It's very <laughs> fair. Shout out, shout out to them. No, shout out to them. Um, yeah. so all in all, like, what does the Miss SA judging panel look for in a potential Miss SA? Oh, you have to be a well-rounded young lady. Mm. You need to be relatable you need to be intelligent you need to know about your country and be proud mm. to be from country um you need to know how to speak in front of thousands of people obviously yeah. that one is a no-brainer um and uh you need to be a role model and then it's just the small things you need to take care of yourself i mean miss mm. essay has to be someone that you look at and you're like wow. i want to be so <laughs> yeah. yes so all the little things count, like um, the way you dress, the way you walk. You can't slouch. Miss Essay doesn't slouch. Mm. She 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 walks with pride. Yeah. So um, you just need to be very well-rounded. And I think the most thing that you need to have as a South Africa is the desire to um, change and make South better. Africa a better yes. place. I love so, that. That only comes with actually truly knowing what you want to do for SA because there's so there's so many things you can do for South Africa. So what I love is the different South Africans come and they want to do one or five things mm. that they're passionate about and they actually live, live ooh, sorry, <laughs> leave a footprint. Yeah. <laughs> uh, leave a footprint behind. Yeah. So you need to be all of those things. No, that's interesting. Um, and ideally, um, a typical day as someone who maybe was a contender during those two months, like what did a typical day look like? Other than that 21 hour, that thing is wild, but <laughs> you need to tell us about like, you know, the average Miss Essay finalist, what did they experience on a you know normal day? Breakfast, when did you guys have it? Um, how did your workshop in terms of timing go? Like, yeah. Mm. uh okay typical day you wake up at between four and six in the morning depending on when we started but mostly it was four five because um we would have to work out and then you come back and how long how long um, were the there were one hour between one hour and one and a half and was it like on your own terms or did you guys have um a fitness trainer pa uh, what is it pt uh we had a sponsor it's switch south africa also amazing um yes Mm. oh they're the best so um we would go to switch it was five minutes away from the hotel and then we'd come back so the the workouts, like I said, always range from an hour to an hour and a half. Mm-hmm. Um, come back to the hotel, shower, do your face, <laughs> get dressed. Okay. I will tell you right now, I got, th- this was the first time I had to do my face in less than 30 minutes. Jeez. I am not fast. And the thing <laughs> is, you have to get the eyebrows right. You have to. Everything. So yeah. I learned, literally. I have my friend Siba. She learned how to do makeup when she was a fan. <laughs> can imagine? So she'd never done it before. <laughs> Did they at least like teach you? Um, because I can't imagine. Maybe okay. Ideally, it literally takes me about twenty minutes to do my eyebrows. So I cannot imagine you guys and like that rush doing you know what I'm saying the whole face so um did they maybe like tell you guys give you tips and tricks was there a workshop in that department we had um there was you know then there we had our makeup artists our hair people Mm -hmm. um teaching us things but more than anything we had each other like we were sisters so we would sit down and be like girl five minutes eyebrows five five minutes for this this is how you do it this is how you conceal yeah. i'd call erin from another room i need hairspray then we'd be running in between i like, love that the corridors i love that yeah 
Um, so it it made it's everything so much easier because you knew that if you if you made your dress dirty with the stain, mm. someone had special wipes or something. Uh, and yeah, it, yeah, well, that's nice. And um, it's it was amazing. So then after getting dressed, which getting showering, getting dressed, uh, makeup, hair, uh, we would have we'd have breakfast. So. You know, sometimes breakfast was um, before showering, yeah. in between gymming. The, like, sometimes you had to grab breakfast on the go. Sometimes you'd have breakfast on the bus. <laughs> on your so way to... Just, on our way to <laughs> our different seminars uh-huh. and sponsor events. Yeah. So I'd say we'd have between two or three seminars and sponsor events uh-huh. per day. Um. Yeah, so they ranged from two hours, three hours, depending on what we were doing on that day. And then um, we'd head back to the hotel, maybe for lunch or eat at the event. Uh, Um, And then sometimes we had gym twice a day. So we'd get back to the hotel, weigh our gym stuff, go to gym, come back. And then remember, yeah, we are also preparing for final night during this time as well. So it's meeting designers, it's walking and mm. measurements and all of that stuff and learning how to speak in front of people, learning how to do social media things. Yeah. Going on live to talk to people that are following you. Obviously. Oh, to, okay, gaining that traction. I like it. Mercedes is really good at that, like, mm-hmm. publicity thing, you know, getting their contestants and, like, the finalists and, and them as essay to kind of, like, interact and involve the people, mm-hmm. which is something I feel like people mm-hmm. value. They want to feel like they have a relationship with you guys. Mm-hmm. I mean, what is Miss South Africa without people anyway? Yes. So she serves the people. Definitely. So obviously she has to connect with them. Yeah. Um. Were there any things you experienced during, I guess, the preparation stage where you you were basically like made to feel uneasy or uncomfortable during this essay? Ooh. <laughs> um, I think putting yourself out there always comes with a new set of challenges. Definitely. Because you really become vulnerable to the public and people can have opinions about who you are and um Mm. for me the biggest challenge that I had with um my journey was the South Africans themselves because I was branded as a plus size model Mm -hmm. so I'll briefly explain in the industry in the modeling and beauty industry yeah when you're not a size two, zero, 26, you're deemed plus and size. below, you're a plus size model. Okay. So obviously, body positivity and diversity is something that's been very close to me because having had models for a year, um, I've been subjected to like the most disgusting things. Like when I'd walk into castings and people wouldn't even look at my face. They'd just look at my hips and be like, okay, bye. Sorry. Girl. Yeah. And you look absolutely so... delicious. Like I think <laughs> that's what's so frustrating when you're saying this. <laughs> wow. Yeah. So it's even more frustrating when you experience it. So, I got tired of things like that. I wanted to see girls like me and other kinds of girls on TV. So when I went there and I was announced as a plus-size model, I think South Africans rightfully took that personally because mm. it is insulting. You you can't, to, to put those kinds of labels on people's bodies, mm. really, like, it's not a very nice thing to do. Yeah, I think... But um... I, like sorry um I just wanted to say because part of me also was kind of side-eyeing the whole okay plus size thing I was rooting for you but I mean at the same time I Mm. I, I didn't understand it because um I'd always viewed the average plus size girl to be size 36 and above I mean that's what we were educated Mm. on and um I think in that and this was obviously me educating myself via social media um 
I kind of ignored the intricacies of the modeling industry and then the barriers of entry because what you're saying is so valid but I had completely forgotten about that because I had already just assumed that everybody is so progressive because plus-size girls are louder and you know ready to take up space and ready to you know Mm. ready to I don't know take over Instagram and these agencies so um Mm -hmm. although I did want the industry to put some respect on the plus-size girlies I simply cannot ignore your stance in changing the narrative for the people who couldn't get modeling jobs with waist sizes a bit, a bit bigger than the conventional skinny girls. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Mm. And I have mm. to respect you for that oh. too. Mm. Now, imagine if you, you know these things at the back of your mind, but you completely forgot in the moment. Now it's thousands of South Africans mm. who have access to social media who just simply ignored that. And me, I had not even said anything. I hadn't spoken. And I found myself in a storm of cyberbullying. I can imagine. I hadn't said anything. This was before I had done my interview on the news and my um, newspaper interview. So I hadn't said anything. And it quickly became a she's calling herself plus size oh, so no. she's fat shaming people she's promoting anorexia oh, and no. um, I was being called all sorts of vile things people were threatening me in my dms oh, I'm so sorry. I was like what is going on like I haven't even said anything yeah and I think um you know the 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 the, the culture on social media had I said something it wasn't gonna be good. Had I kept quiet, they were they they had, no, they had already made their decision. I think. They, yeah. yeah. So in that moment, um, oh geez, you know, it's very difficult because I think with an experience like in South Africa, you're supposed to feel. I was supposed to feel the beautifulest I had ever felt in my life and more empowered. Definitely. And in that moment, I didn't, and it was very emotional for me. I cried. Mm. shout out to my sisters because they had my back the organization also they had my back um yeah really they were there for me emotionally but I had to remember why I was there and I was there not to become the face of body positivity yeah I don't think a single person can be the face of such a huge movement we have so many different varieties of bodies definitely yes but I wanted to open up the space, even if it was a little bit, Love so that, that people can know that it's possible. Mm. Um, it was very important for me, a girl who had never seen a girl who has hips doing Miss Essay, mm. to show girls that have hips and other type of bodies that, that actually, even if it's never happened, it's happening now. Yes. And I shut it all out. Like, I, I know I said that it's very important to um, connect with South Africans, but I think social media has created an environment where people can um, jump onto wagons even if they don't understand. Mm. And in that moment, you need to not forget your purpose. Oof. I had a purpose. And I love that. There was a reason why I was there. And that reason pushed me beyond anything anyone could say um, to hurt me at that moment. Yeah, no. So that was my biggest challenge, yeah. And that's the thing about body positivity. Um, I think I've always believed it as acknowledging all body types, but also acknowledging the progression in these industries to make space for those who are overlooked and ridiculed. And we can't excuse that you weren't in that category. You were talking about how you'd go to these um, castings and they already decided that, sorry, sis, because of your hips, you, you you can't come join us. You can't sit at this table. And yeah. um, truly just your foot entering allows and forces these agents agencies to change their system. I mean, yeah. if it starts with you, then that's not a problem. It's a start nonetheless. And that's why, you know, shout out to you. Thank you. Um, no, I think it's also very informative. Like I said, I did side eye, but um, speaking to you prior to this podcast, actually, and you explaining um, about the modeling industry it's something I'd not really thought about and I guess it makes sense I mean from here on I do see the industry 
progressing further they seriously cannot move back you know and Mm. that's why I feel like you're right in saying you did serve your purpose in some sort of way having entered a competition which is predominantly model-sized girlies just um you trying to change that is something that we have to acknowledge and I wanted Mm. to ask actually um with all of that Miss Essa, do you see them progressing further? Because, I mean, people do want um, there to be, you know, more representation. You know, we want to start um, having Miss Essa trans women. We want to start having Miss Essa plus size, well, you know, plus size women. And um, yeah. it's like, I understand that, you know, usually people like to say, okay, but there are pageants for those categories. And I was like, I get that. But because Miss SA competes on such a larger scale, um, it would make sense to give, like, those women opportunities. Um, yes, of course. I think the change has already started. That's good. Um, I think that uh, we see it in how trans women are allowed to apply Plus size women oh, they are? are allowed to apply. Yes, they oh, wow. are. They, they are women. They are South African women. Yes. They are allowed to apply to yes. that platform. Yeah. Um, so I think that now the ball is in your court as a South African to mm. take that step. And even if, if you know what, even if you feel like you're underrepresented. Nothing will ever happen until you go and shake the house, shake it, shake it, make people feel uncomfortable. Yes. Um, this is what makes me, this is why I really like the video social media angle of it, because then you show South Africans that I did put myself out there and Definitely. I wasn't chosen. You and you understand? So yeah. if it was happening behind the scenes, we they could always be like, oh no, but people didn't apply. But now we see people applying. Applying, yeah. So, yes. yeah. so as a trans woman, as a plus size woman, as someone who is queer, as any woman, just yeah. take that step. Because I think um, uh, the Miss Essay organization has really opened up yeah um and they are saying that we want people that are passionate about this country so we need to take it upon ourselves to shape the room a little bit and um push ourselves into those spaces even though it seems a little bit difficult right now mm-hmm. okay no um i want to talk about uh, i don't want to go into it too much because we've already had the discussion but mm-hmm. um bianca shumbi was babes received a lot of backlash during over the past (laughs) month i don't want to get into it like Mm. i said we've already had that conversation however i am curious um would miss sa have gone this deep in doing background checks had it not been for the social media community like are they that thorough because those tweets came back from like what 2012 2013 and Mm -hmm. i keep thinking like she really i mean prior to her releasing her video i mean to her um, getting called out for her past tweets um, she seemed like the ideal Miss SA like she was a fan favorite everyone's like ready people were like yeah no this is our girl and um, I I can imagine they would have selected her because like I said the community loved her Um, but had someone not gone that far would they would they have noticed before like would they have picked that up would they have you know what would it like are they that thorough they have to be because it would be completely negligent if they weren't. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, you are picking a representative for the people. Mm-hmm. So you have to make sure that you pick the right kind of person, the right kind of South African. So Definitely. they do look into you as a person. Um, <laughs> they do look into... Um, your past into what you're doing because remember in the application uh you had to submit matric certificates you have to say that like with me I said I was in the golden key they have to verify that information because then anyone can just come in and say that they've done anything and that they've matriculated and that you know and then and then what you you people are scamming themselves into it yeah find like honest good people so they have to be thorough. I think that it would be very reckless if they weren't mm. um, thorough. 
Yeah, no, and I feel like they they're good at it, Shay. Yeah, considering yeah. considering our miss essays up to this point have mm. been quite unproblematic, I guess. Um, <laughs> <laughs> how has your life changed, I guess, since being a finalist in your career, and I guess maybe the way people treat you? Oh, oh, I have to think about that one. Um. You know, I, I I think it's just the little things for me, like um, walking on campus and people always stop me to tell me that they're proud. Aww, and, love that. You know, if you're a varsity student, you know that you can get really stressed out yeah. by that environment. So when someone has something good to say, it really always helps. Yeah. Um, I work with different kinds of brands that sort of um oh wow me from Miss SA yeah but you were scouted. And I think <laughs> I suppose <laughs> um yeah and I think uh, I've I've really I have a community of um people that follow me and I follow some of them and we communicate you know it's really nice like we engage on my social media I was able to cut out all the bad grass and leave that's everyone great. that sort of uplifts me and I uplift them and they ask for advice I give it I do interviews and stuff so I think it's not like major my life didn't change that much mm. um I think also considering that I'm a student, I I had to focus on my studies because missing two mm. months of school is a lot. It's a lot, <laughs> yeah. Um, so right now I'm kind of focused on that, but it's all the little things that make me happy oh, that's um, that are there for my happiness. Oh, <laughs> and I'm guess. happy for you. I'm happy for you, truly. Thank you. So um, do you have any words of encouragement for anyone that might be listening that would like to enter in future or maybe someone who's waiting, um, who's already entered and will get selected and would possibly like to know or hear something from you, something to just kind of like motivate, wusa them a bit? Yeah. Um, I think that it's very important to decide why. Yeah. You want to pursue this kind of thing before you go in it. Definitely. Because it looks shiny and it looks nice. But I think we've already gotten into the fact that it's a job and it's a challenging job because you're the representative of thousands, I don't know, millions of South Africans. Yeah. And um, you have to be emotionally, mentally, spiritually and physically prepared mm-hmm. to take that kind of job on. It's not glitter. It's not glamorous. It is something that you need to be able to want to do because you're passionate about South Africans as a people. Yeah. So even if you do decide that, okay, I want to be Miss Essay, you need to sit down and think of the why you want to be Miss Essay before you go for it. Definitely. I think that um, people also like to delete like certain aspects of being Miss Essay as we progress um like the fact that it's a pageant it's a pageant Mm. so when you do decide that you want to be Miss Essay you need to be prepared to be that beautiful gracious lady that Mm. pageantry wants you to be in an ideal world we would just go for role models or whatever but Right now, um, we we just need it all. At the end of the day, as Ms. Essay, you go and you compete on international stages. Yes. So not only do you need to know the why you want to be Ms. Essay for South Africans, you need to be competent enough to go and mm. compete on an international stage. That's why when girls ask me, they say... Um, Hey, I'm kind of shy. I don't really like to speak in front of oh, people. Early. I say, fix that. Fix that now. <laughs> you best fix that right now. Yeah. You know, the I get like the, I don't, you know, I'm not really oh, big no, on makeup. Honey. You fix that right, right now. now. <laughs> because because yeah. 
at the end of the day, it's Miss SA. It is someone who's going to leave South Africa and go to the US and go to the Philippines and go everywhere to represent us. And she needs to be the full package. Mm. So you need to be prepared to do what it takes. And what it takes is if you don't walk in heels, you must learn now. Find a way. Yeah. Our feet, we had blisters. We had, uh, we had, um, what are these bandages and stuff? Because you're in heels all day and into the night. Oh and that's word. what it takes. So yes. it's not a decision that you make on a whim. It's yes. something that you need to be serious about. You have to prepare for you, it. You have to prepare for it. And mm. you have to be emotionally strong. And you have to be you have to be strong in all in all aspects. It's not just money and it's not just fame and it's not because you get to meet Bonang or Maps or whatever. <laughs> that's not yeah. it. Yeah. That's it's she's bigger not than a that. celebrity. She's a servant for the people. Oh, I love that. So I just it's one thing to have a dream and then you need to decide for yourself if you have what it takes to take mm. that dream on. Do you yes. think this year um, needs Miss Essay to happen, considering we're currently in the middle of a pandemic, you know, um, and I'm hearing rumors that Miss Universe might not even happen this year. So mm-hmm. does it make sense to, to still carry out Miss SA, considering they also can't do much? Um, yeah. You know what I'm saying in in their service providing. You know I know they used to do the charitable work and you know sponsorship mm. work and stuff, but we're currently in lockdown. What could you possibly do from the comfort of your home other than take pictures for the sponsors <laughs> and send the money from Sun International to the charities? I mean they could do the, that themselves. So do you think there's a need? Ah, uh, you know. Is there a need for anything, really? <laughs> I think that yeah. I'm going to make an example with the the videos. Yeah. Um. If you are on Twitter and Instagram, it was really starting to get dark, and yeah. like me, right? Mm. But I would sometimes go to watch the videos, and I'd be happy. To see they were wholesome. beautiful girls in con in, in full confidence and beautiful outfits auditioning to be part of Miss SA. Definitely. I think right now in South Africa, we are in desperate need for something that is positive and um something that will brighten up your day, even if it's from the comfort of your home. Yes. I per- personally I don't mind. Um for there to be a Miss Essay if they follow regulations and they keep the girls safe because obviously their health and is the most important thing. And because I know the organization, I know that they'll make sure that girls are safe. Yeah. Um, I don't mind. Like, who said that we can't have a Miss Essay virtually? <laughs> yeah, that's actually quite groundbreaking. It's, yeah. it's groundbreaking. <laughs> You know, um, I was seeing, I don't know if you saw the fashion designer who made a virtual. Oh, um, I love her. Actually, what's her handle? Her name is uh, Anifa Mvwembu. Mvwemba, mm-hmm. sorry. Anifa Mvwemba. And um, I'm trying to find her handle. Yeah, her handle is Hanifa Official. So that's the name of her um, her couture. She's a fashion, Congolese fashion designer. H-A-N-I-F-A official. Oh, loved. Loved that. Loved, loved, awesome. loved. I think it, it might have been my favorite thing to come out of, you know. Lockdown. Co- co- lockdown, literally. Yeah. 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 So I think, remember, guys, um, life is not going to be able to stop. We're not dead yet. So we have <laughs> to find ways around the situation yes so we don't know what miss sa has in store i mean look they've never given us videos online before and we got them this year and they were a pleasure to watch so Mm. i think let's just see what they have 
Yes. First. Because what happens if Corona goes on till 2024? Are we going to pause? Stop, yeah. Like, <laughs> it yeah, can't be like that. So, And like you said, it is a job at the end of the day. Yeah. I mean, other organizations are carrying on. Why can't Miss SA, you know? Yeah. So yeah, I'm no. really excited to see what they're going to do this year and how they're going to do it. Um, yeah, let's just see how it goes. Let's give it a chance, you guys. <laughs> Thank you so much for taking time out of your lockdown and joining us. Um, really, you have spit some gems in the couple minutes we've interacted with each other. Um, but yeah, no, uh, where can people find you and where can people see you? Ooh, okay. Um, people can see me on Instagram and on Twitter. I'm sorry, I don't have Facebook. So my handle is Bula underscore Baduza. That is B E U L A H underscore B A D U Z A. Um, I basically have my little worlds on my social media where I share um, what the life is what life is like for me as a model slash student slash aspiring lawyer Um, oh yes honey (laughs) yeah so if you're into that kind of thing uh, I'm there that's where you can find me (laughs) okay that's great and um, to you the listeners thank you for listening please subscribe to receive any notifications for the next episode don't forget to follow us at ntyab underscore pod and you can also follow me personally at t underscore mphosi and join in the conversation by using the hashtag ntyab thank you so much Bula. probably we'll we'll have you on this podcast again it doesn't have to be miss essay stuff but i really enjoy i just really enjoy the way you articulate yourself (laughs) you'd be be perfect just as a guest you know (laughs) please invite me then definitely thank you so much